Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Let's begin our conversation, and uh, we're privileged to have him back with us, the ambassador, the Israeli ambassador to Canada, Ambassador Ido Moed, joins us on The Roy Green Show. Mr. Ambassador, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for having me, Roy. Would you give us, uh, please, a status of the war? I just mentioned that the the activities on the ground have increased in Gaza. What's the status of the war? As Israel's defense minister has announced, there is a new phase of the war in place against uh, Hamas. Is that what's being carried out right now? Exactly. Israel is entering a new phase of this war to eliminate the threats that emanates from the terrorist organization Hamas. And in doing that, Israel is also moving on the ground after it made sure that civilians are out of harm's way with the aim of destroying completely the infrastructure used by terrorist Hamas organization to execute and commit this atrocity that they did on October 7th. Uh, Ambassador, let me ask you about the hostages. Some 228 or 229 hostages have been taken by Hamas. What do you know, if anything, about the well-being of the hostages? And there are people in this country who have family members who are hostages or friends who are hostages. What can you say to the folks in Canada and others who are listening to this program, sometimes right around the world online? What can you say to uh, to our listeners about the well-being of the hostages? How much do you know? Um Perhaps with your permission, just to track back a little bit regarding the uh, ground offensive, I just want to put a little perspective on the proximity of the Gaza Strip to Israel. Israel is a very small country, very, very small. And so the Gaza Strip, the distance between uh, the Gaza Strip to, to Israel is just a small number of kilometers, which means that these rockets are very close to our borders, and this is why we have to go on the ground and eliminate that infrastructure. The issue of the of the hostages is, which is a war crime, as we all know, is worrying and concerning a lot of people. The Prime Minister Netanyahu just met with families and ensured them that Israel will do its utmost to bring them back home safely. We are demanding that they will be released immediately and unconditionally. We have no idea under which conditions they are held. We know that Hamas is capable of the, of the worst atrocities that people can imagine and worse than that. So we are very, very worried. And so um, we'll do everything that we can, everything in our part, to release them uh, immediately, have them released immediately. And, and uh, we demand that that will be done also unconditionally. So, obviously, the the hostages are a main concern of the IDF as they move into Gaza. And you're right. Israel, of course, you're right. Israel is a very small country. We sometimes think of geographical dimensions of this country, which is massive. But uh, not all countries are the size of Canada. So this would be a specific um, target for the IDF to locate and, and remove the hostages and uh, we're hopeful that that is going to take place quickly. Ambassador, Iran has warned Hezbollah, and Iran itself will become engaged if Iran deems this necessary. How concerned are you about that? So Iran has been the worst rogue player behind this whole scene. If we're talking about Hamas as a terrorist organization, the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, the Hezbollah in the north, in Lebanon, Iran is a state 
a member of the United Nations that is threatening Israel repeatedly to eliminate Israel, to wipe Israel off the map. And as you just mentioned, uh, the Supreme Leader very recently uh, said that Israel should uh, watch for Hezbollah because Iran may uh, unleash Hezbollah on Israel if whatever condition he, he named, which is less important. One thing is clear, Iran's agenda and Iran's declared state, uh, aim is to eradicate Israel off the face of the earth. And so this is why when we look at this conflict, we understand that this is not just dealing with Hezbollah or with Hamas or with the local terrorist organizations. We also look at the bigger picture and we know that Iran is behind it and therefore we call on the international community to address Iran as harshly and as strongly as possible. The coalition of countries that are standing by Israel in its fight against evil, that coalition would also make sure that Iran understands that any escalation, further escalation in this conflict will cost them dearly. And yet, uh, Ambassador Moed, as you know, the United Nations has endorsed a humanitarian truce, quote unquote, warning of additional deaths in Israel if Israel launches a full ground invasion of Gaza, which the Hamas-run Gazan Health Authority says already has placed 8,000, um, displaced 8,000 or killed 8,000. And there's been a strong response from Israel and the United Nations uh, refused to endorse uh, a motion from Canada to hold Hamas responsible. So how, how do you assess the response of the international community, certainly of the United Nations? The United Nations today plays an important role on a humanitarian basis and uh, in the Gaza Strip, and we are working together with United Nations organizations to make sure that the people of Gaza, that people who are not involved in this conflict, uh, will get the most assistance possible and that we also get the most precise information of what is going on on the ground. When we are talking about the General Assembly in New York, that's a different, completely different game. There is an automatic majority against Israel, and we praise Canada for their very courageous and uh, strong uh, support in trying to amend this resolution in a way that uh, actually points the finger at Hamas, condemns the atrocities, and also um, defines Hamas as a terrorist organization. And I think that was a very heroic effort, which was supported by a majority of countries. Unfortunately, because of the system of the United Nations General Assembly, there needs to be a two-third majority for that to succeed. But in spite of that, I think that Canadian-led effort was very important to show, to uh, clarify to the international community how countries that fight for democracy and understand the need for Israel to defend itself against these terrorist atrocities have to act. And this is, we are, we are very, very concerned that this, these amendments were not accepted. And so we believe that this whole resolution should be entirely dropped. It will not be the first time that the United Nations came out very strongly against Israel or has singled out Israel in many ways and forms because there is an automatic majority against Israel. So the issue is that the United Nations as an organization can be can play an important role, but the fact that there is uh, this vast majority against Israel hampers the operation of that organization to assist those who are in need, which are in this case the un, uh, uninvolved citizens, Palestinians. 
in the Gaza Strip. Now, the um, Israeli ambassador to the United Nations has called for the UN Secretary General to step aside after his comments, sir. The UN is definitely not an Israel-friendly uh, body of nations. I think that uh, we, we already made it very clear that the statement that was made by the Secretary General uh, came out the wrong way and they actually pointed the finger at Israel in some way for what Hamas did, directly or indirectly. The point is that the United Nations as an organization that is there to strengthen peace and security in the world, uh, what are the results on the ground and what can the United Nations achieve? Israel believes that the United Nations can play a role, but the United Nations members have to be objective in their approach to the uh, in in, in um, mobilizing the capabilities of the United Nations. And I think that in this case, like the resolution that was just accepted, it went completely wrong and not for the first time. And we regret that. And we also denounce this because I think this is not the message that the world needs to see in the face of such atrocities. I think that all of us should stand united against that, whether we're Israelis or Arabs or Muslims or Jews or Christians or Canadian or European or whatever, or African, this is the time to stand up against it. Yeah, it's I, it's inconceivable to me that people can just set aside the horrific events of October the 7th and express support for the terrorists and uh, the, the killers, the rapists, the kidnappers who committed these acts of atrocity. Uh, Mr. Ambassador, you've been in this country as ambassador for some weeks now, and I thank you. This is your third appearance on this program since the 7th of October, and I thank you for that. What is your sense, though, of uh, anti-Semitism and pro-Hamas sentiment in Canada? There are demonstrations in Canada today. In our largest city of Toronto, there will be pro-Hamas uh, demonstrations, also pro-Israeli demonstrations. What's your sense of the level of support for Israel from the greater Canadian population? I think the support for Israel is very big, and I think, and I feel that on a daily basis. And uh, I think this is not just because uh, people uh, understand that uh, Israel needs support right now; it's because people realize that it's actually a fight for humanity. This war is against those who defy human values. And so I'm not sure that people who go to demonstrate for a Palestinian cause understand that they are actually supporting those vile, cruel, monstrous terrorists that rip people's eyes out and kill mothers and fathers in front of their children. I don't think that they realize that the Hamas, which has, which is, the, I think, the second largest terrorist organization in terms of turnover, that has two billion dollars in turnover, uh, and where the the wealth of the leaders is is measured in the billions, people don't realize that while the Hamas is ruling the Gaza Strip, 12 percent of children die from water which is not treated properly. The money is there, the capability is there, but when water pipes that are coming in from abroad are 
dug out from the ground and used for rockets and replaced by much lesser quality pipes, you would not expect anything else but a higher death rate of children and other diseases. People, I'm not sure that people realize how the Hamas exploits the Palestinians. And if they build their, their headquarters underneath the place where the weakest of society are found, which is a hospital, that's the most shameful act that one can imagine. Nobody can resist that because Hamas is a violent organization that does not allow any, any uh, opposition. So that's where they are. They are located under the, underneath the Al-Shifa hospital in the center of Gaza. And uh, level after level, level under the ground, they have the command center, they have the munitions. That's where the terrorists that uh, committed this heinous crime on 7th of October are hiding. And, and the world is silent on that. And I'm sure that people who sympathize with the Palestinians are not aware of all of that. I'm sure they're not, they're not uh, sympathizing with such practices, with such war crimes. Let's talk about the friends Israel has, and specifically I'm looking at the United States, which has two carrier task forces in place, and a third, I believe, on the way. That's a massive show of force with more than 200 fighter aircraft, two of which have already struck at Iran-backed militias in Syria after U.S. military in the region suffered attacks. It very much looks like the Americans are not just presenting a show of force. It looks very much like the Americans are ready to take action on your northern border with Lebanon, if that proves necessary. I think that we realize that the broader picture is that when you have uh, a country like uh, like uh, the um, uh, Ayatollah-led regime of Iran developed long-range missiles that go far beyond their, their range, extends way beyond Israel, you understand that such countries pose not just a local threat, but a regional, perhaps a much broader threat to world stability and economy and peace. And therefore, I think it's very wise that the United States is moving uh, forces to the neighborhood because they understand that this player needs to be deterred. And uh, what Israel is doing right now with the Hamas should continue so that this Hamas will not pose the terrorist threat that they have posed in the past up until now. Ambassador Moed, in the minute and a half that we have left, what role do you believe Canada is capable of playing in this particular war and international crisis in the days and weeks and months ahead? I believe that Canada, like all democratic countries, should exploit all uh, available means to stand up against evil, to stand up for humanity, to uh, combat radicalization, uh, hate, and the spread of violence, and do whatever it can to assure that the Middle East and the rest of the world has a much more prosperous future than it has at this moment. This is the time to act. And I think this is also clear in Canada, and we also see and feel the Canadian support, as you mentioned, in the United Nations and elsewhere, and we are very grateful for that. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.